Hey yo, episode 172, we made a podcast. 172. Don't even know what he said, don't care. Welcome to October, you know what I mean? First day of October. My favorite month. So it's my second favorite month. Um, man, we are getting close to an election here in America. Hopefully we still have internet after that election. If we do, we gonna keep rocking. If we don't, it was nice knowing you. I guess we'll all be blown to smithereens. Yeah, yeah, and um, about that election, the first debate episode is up on Audio Face featuring this dude, you know what I'm saying? He was going hard, you know, during that debate. This dude talking about Audio Face, that was not on the Audio Face feed I'm at sorry, all. that was a power report, which is, is it separate from Audio Face now, or is this the yeah, Audio Face? Episode? It, has, it has its own feed on Spotify and everything. Okay, okay, on Power Report, look us up on Power Report, me and Bam feature there regularly. Bam was doing the, the, the live debate coverage. Which is not only on YouTube, but also on Twitch. Um, well, we might, depending on how long we go, we might talk about the debate after, depending on, like, if we feel like it. Because I'm sure Caesar has some stuff he wanted to say, too, because he got blonde hair now. I mean, I definitely got definitely got uninvited to being on there, so I have stuff to say, but it's all good. I mean, yeah, we, we, need, we need Americans on there, dog. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you say me and Sergio Dest are the same? Okay. We need people that can vote. That can so you're vote. saying me and Sergio Dest can't talk about this election? Okay, cool, man. You and Twenty One Savage, we don't care about y'all's opinions. Twenty One Savage, Sergio Dest. All right. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, uh, we we waited a day to record so we could get in the um, the group stage uh, re- reviews. Going to talk about. We're gonna. I have a few recaps. I want to talk about some stuff we've seen in these matches. And I also want to give a certain player some extra love. Um, really? Yes, a Real Madrid player. And you'll see when we talk about Real Madrid. Um, I've been hiding it from you, though. Uh, we'll talk about some of these transfers and rumors, and maybe at the end we'll talk about a few different things that happened, and maybe we'll talk about the recent presidential debate, a.k.a. debacle. But Big C's, we had the Champions League group stage get announced today. There were some awards I did not care about. Um, <laughs> I literally did not care. I, I know Lewandowski's going to win, like, the biggest one, and then, like, I don't care. Um, and I don't, didn't care about that one either. But it's always fun to see what groups we're going to have. Um, I definitely said that we got legitimately four boring uh, – wait, was it was it four? Um I think three or four boring um, groups, but let's start with Group A. We'll get your predictions, how you feel about them. Group A, we got the reigning champions, Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid, Red Bull Salzburg, <laughs> <laughs> and Locomotive Moscow Choo Choo. So, I mean, Choo Choo all day, but um, that's a very boring group. Uh, you think that's not good? that boring dog no, that's literally only two matchups to look at that's a very boring group those no aren't even worth looking at either Moscow choo choo Caesar I honestly this one's boring too because literally I wouldn't even care about watching any match from here except for I'm going to be looking at Luis Suarez like that's it I'm going to be doing Luis Suarez tracker if he's not playing I literally don't care Bayern Munich is going to destroy everybody 
Yeah, they're definitely going to lay waste to that group. It's definitely going to be 18 points. <laughs> they're going to get their 18 points or whatever the hell it is. To get it, uh, they're going to lay waste. It's going to be a wasteland. Atletico's going to get in with, like, four points. It'll be hilarious. Like, they're going to get in with, like, six points. They're going to get, like, a tie, a win versus Moscow. They're going to tie Salzburg and lose all the Bayern games. This is <laughs> yeah, like, Bayern is going to destroy them. And honestly, like, Atleti at this point is kind of boring. It and, and, like, But it's just just for me, I'm going to watch Luis Suarez because I've been talking so much shit about him for so long. And I did watch his two matches that he's played for Atleti, too. And I got them right here. Don't play with me. I didn't watch his matches. I got the I watched the 1930, but they didn't really let me see the real scores. You know I got you. Those games I gotta go 1930. I can't go the full. <laughs> yeah, but don't even trip because I got you, and I'm gonna keep it all the way real. Um, group B, we got Real Madrid, uh, Inter Milan, Borussia Mönchengladbach, and Shakhtar. Honestly, kind of boring again. Boring. Kinda. This is boring. There's no stress. Which is good because last year was stressful trying to get out. Like, hey, it was like PSG in there, all these teams. It was rough last year. Um, yeah, Shakhtar, easy dub. Uh, Caesar, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Talk, easy. No, I'm playing. It's just <laughs> not going to be entertaining really to watch. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, I watch Real vs. Inter, but every time I watch Real vs. Inter, I'm like, Inter just never performed for real. Like, Inter's just such a good FIFA team. Like, they're such a good FIFA video game team. When you watch him in real life, and this is two years of Serie A, he's almost three now. I was like, dude, it just doesn't always translate to me. I, you, you drop these cool uh, pictures and videos on Bleacher Report. But when I watch the game, I'm like, this game is boring, dude. <laughs> like, it's not fun. They're only fun when they have Nyingolin. That's the only time they're fun. <laughs> they, they don't perform in Europe. Like, they haven't gotten out of the group stages in so long. And last season, they, they got to the Europa final and lost to Sevilla. And I felt like that was kind of like, wow, dog. Like, not that Sevilla's bad. Obviously, Sevilla's a really good team. But, like, this is Inter. And you got Lukaku and you got Lotaro. Like, you got all these names. Spend money. Yeah, and, and you lost, yo. Like, Sevilla was still running around with Banega still. Like, they was really just still doing that. Like, they got Carlos Baca back. <laughs> like, 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 literally, that they got, like, Ever Banega, Lucas Lukaku. Like, they don't, they don't have any names. Like yeah. the, the, the the one uh I don't think they have Baca. I don't think they have Baca. No, they didn't have Baca. They have the one um striker. I think he's oh, Dutch. Be cool, though. Um uh No, he don't even play. What's a French dude? They have the French dude. Um Gamero. Kevin Gamero. Caesar, stop it. Uh, okay, you know what? I'm done with you right now. Talking about Kevin Gamero and Sevilla, dog. I'm so done with you right now. <laughs> so well, that, that that's that's how much Sevilla is when I'm watching a comparison to like Inter. Inter's like supposed to be the sexy team now, you know, like they got all the fresh hits. They got the nice jerseys, which are just absolutely beautiful. They got, yeah, they got ballers on there. And then it's like, okay, like you're still starting Bora Valero. Like it's not. But, but, but either way, it's like they don't perform in Europe. Like I, I remember. I mean, uh, they, they didn't make it to Europe final, but you lost, you know. I mean, yeah, but they, I bet I, I but I'm pretty sure they, they, crashed out of Champions League to do that. Um, and I remember, like, when they when Icardi was there and they went out to Barcelona and Tottenham, like, on the last day, they had to, like, beat Tottenham, I think it was. And oh, they, yeah. Didn't they get smoked or something? I forgot. But, like, yeah. It, like, Real Madrid should dominate the group. I haven't seen Borussia Mönchengladbach. I, I can't really speak on them. But um, 
Yeah, it, it's kind of a boring group. Another boring group, Group C, Man City, Marseille, Porto, and Olympiacos. Jesus Christ, I'm not even going to talk about that group. Three blue teams. Hey, man, first of all, that group is, like, literally racist. But go ahead, let's continue. Why, why is it racist? I just – I'm not going to – like, you're going to put a group of Marseille, Olympiacos, and Porto, and Man City. At least don't put Man City in there so I can have a little fun at least. Maybe I mean, I can pop by if I'm bored. Put something entertaining. Like, I'd rather see, like, Chelsea in there. At least put some teams that are, like, everybody kind of at the same, like, level-ish kind of. And at least they'd be like, oh, let's see what Chelsea does against these guys. I don't want to see Man City dismantle these dudes. It's messed up, man. Okay, well, Caesar. First of all, let's let's go back to Man City uh, uh, not beating Lyon for one whole group stage, and then crashing out to Lyon in this last championship. None of these teams are Lyon. But the one of them is Marseille. That's another Olympic team in France. Yeah, don't play. What, don't, guilty don't by play. association. What is that? Yeah, two completely different teams. Um, Marseille and Porto have won Champions League before. Yeah, like 1942, but let's go. They they won before the live ball era. Go ahead, though. <laughs> um, also, I wanted to say about Olympiacos, um, mm-hmm. uh, they have the dude, Ruben Semedo, who is lucky to not be having a game in Spain because uh, Ruben Semedo plays center back. He's, he's Portuguese, plays center back for – um, Huh? That was Nelson Semedo. No, no, Ruben Semedo plays for Olympiaco center back. Um, oh. And he was – I think he, like, pled guilty to, like, kidnapping and robbing somebody in Spain. And he and he paid, like, 46,000 euros, and he can't go back to Spain for, like, eight years. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, but he played – Don't worry. Don't worry. They're not going to advance. You're good, buddy. Yeah, but he, like – he's, like, playing for Olympiaco. So he's, like, doing his thing. Um, Him and – him and uh, uh, Valencia should be homies. Not, but, um, yeah, yeah, Inter Valencia, yeah. He, yeah. He, he was playing for Villarreal, I think, for a while. Yeah, he was pretty decent. Um, also, Group D, another boring group. This can't be – this is not a real group. Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta, and Mitch, Mitch Talib did that. What the hell is – I think they're from Denmark. Yeah. Um, literally snooze fest again. That sucks. Um, this looks like a group that, like, for the first time, was actually made to make these teams advance. <laughs> Before it actually looked kind of random because, like, or like at least attack like PSG being these super groups and be like so rough to get out. And like this time, I'm like, this looks like you. These teams are supposed to get out of these groups. <laughs> like I remember when remember when PSG was PSG. Um, Real Madrid. No, like, no, 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 no. The one season was PSG, Liverpool, and Napoli. Yeah, I was like, holy Jesus! You want to talk about? Uh, you probably not. You definitely not not looking forward to Champions League matches. <laughs> uh, Liverpool barely made it out as a player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, group E. Oh, <laughs> this is rough. Sevilla, Chelsea, Ren, and Krasnodar. I think the only thing I'm kind of looking forward to in this one is. I think Remy Cabela plays for Krasnodar. <laughs> Holy crap, he fell off. Jesus Christ, man. You went in, You ended up over there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't sure. even know who the hell that is in, in Russia. Jesus, man. Uh, wow. I mean, the only thing in – Rams has a Kamavinga. Um, they got Mbaini Yang. They got, a, they got a few good players on Rams. They got uh, Rafinha, the one Brazilian. 
Yeah, they got Nyang, whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude, this is rough. Continue, please. Yeah. Um, group F, Lord help us. BVB, Lazio, Zenit, and Club Bruges. Horrible, man. I so, don't even This is what happens when you cancel your leagues and you just give some teams advancement. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yo, like. It's literally horrific. Like, this why is literally Europa League. Yeah, like it's just this is nice. like a Europa League premium lineup here. <laughs> yeah, it's just not. I mean, and even okay. So then, okay, that's Group F. Group G: Juventus, Barca, Dinamo Kiev, and some other Hungarian team. That I can't what the pronounce. hell is that team? Yeah, they, I think this is the first time coming to Champions League. I think they're Hungarian. Seek Varos. Like even with this one, it's like okay, you got Juve and Barca. That's cool, but you got like. Dinamo Kiev and this other team is like, why can't you let that team in? Pull it them in. (laughs) Why are you letting this team in? Give me a give me a a twelfth place Premier League team instead of this team, please God. Like I would have loved for a like for like uh like maybe a Marseille there. Like like Yeah, I, I know that there's like this people love Cinderella stories, but you can't put one in every single goddamn group, dude. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. That's not fun. Yeah, it's really kind of whack. You're like, going to lose your TV, TV deals in America if you keep this up, man. It's not going to work. I, I, I guess. Yes, is, is Ferdinand Cavaros, whatever, versus Kiev. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I guess the only group that's, like, actually kind of difficult is the group H. Oh, well, I don't want to say kind of difficult. I, I, I'll take that back. But the one that, like, is, like, the kind of group of death is Group H with PSG. PSG, Man U, RB Leipzig, and Bashak Shahir. Are we surprised that PSG's in a group of death? No, we're <laughs> not. They're just the perennial group of deathers. Yeah, and, and only because RB Leipzig, like, did so well in Champions League and they played really good football. And I don't really think anybody left, for real, that was in the Champions League run. Um, no. Well, and, I'm sorry, in the Champions League, like, once it restarted. And Bashak Shahir won Turkey last season, so, like, what, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's a little tough. I'm sorry? Yeah, so the team knows how to win a winning team. Yeah, so, like, that's kind of, like, like I'm down to watch PSG versus RB Leipzig. Like, they played in Champions League. I'm down to watch, like, May- like RB Leipzig can can do some damage. You know, we, they play really good football. Um, the shots you hear, like, they have, they have my boy, uh, I think his name's Crivelli. He's a little French, uh, French dude. I kind of like him. I remember watching him play in Toulon tournament. <laughs> and I thought he was going to be, like, a star, but he's – <laughs> oh yeah, the infamous the USA Toulon tournament. Um, it went went over to Monaco to ball out. <laughs> it's not Monaco. Don't play. Sorry, that. not Monaco. But USA went over there with uh, Mr. Green. Oh God, that's that's embarrassing. Um, and, um, yeah, and then um, everybody in Man U is super excited about Van Bleek when I when I watched him. I was like, he's cool. I haven't watched him play yet, uh, but Man U is he's on the Ajax uh, dream team. Yeah, like like Man U could end up being a much better team by the time by the time Champions League starts. I don't know. I'm not too excited about these group stages. Like going back to the top, like I just feel like Bayern's so good. So like I feel like they're gonna destroy Atleti. Um and we'll get into Atletico Madrid in a second. Uh Real Madrid versus Inter and versus Muchen Gladbach, like it's just it doesn't really have a ring to it, really. Like Real Madrid versus Inter, like uh and that the Raiders going, they might lose all those teams too. Yeah, right? Who knows? Um, 
City, Marseille, Porto. Like, I mean, I haven't watched Porto play in a while. Like, maybe it'd be nice to see them again, but. Yeah. I want to see Pepe out there. I miss him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pepe's still getting called up. Yeah, I like um, him. I miss him. This I mean, they do have some ballers, too. Uh, who? Maybe my boy, uh, the Japanese dude I really like is on there, Shoya uh, Nakajima. He's a baller. Yeah, the Porto are going to have some but guys. He, like, only played, like, seven games this year. Because the the coach of Porto uh, Porto was like, oh, can you come back to train? And he refused to during COVID, so they got mad at him. He was like taking it serious in Japan. He's like, no, I'm staying home. They got super mad at him. He was like, we don't even have COVID in Portugal. What are you doing? Um, He's like, I don't, I don't trust y'all. Yeah, seriously, too many black people. Um, (laughs) Sevilla, Chelsea, Ren, like, no, dog. Like, I'll, I'll be excited to see. Actually, I'll watch Sevilla versus Chelsea, like, but I'm not excited. But just because I like Lucas Ocampos and, like, that's basically it. In group F, I'm not watching any. Well, actually, no, Group F, I do have to watch, um, what's his name, the, the Giovanni Reina guy. I'm going I'm to watch him. I'll watch Juventus versus Barcelona. Like, that'll be fun to watch for sure. Um, and, yeah, and then the Group H, like, that one's going to be kind of fire. Mm. Who do you think is going to come out of that? PSG, Man U, RB Leipzig, Shakhtar. Who do you think is going to top that group? Mm. That's a tough one. I'm going to definitely say PSG is going to get out of that. They just have so much talent. But no, um, top, I, top. I think it might end up being PSG, Leipzig, to be honest with you, because I feel like Man U kind of has to really give me a reason to really start believing in them. Um, I'm so, like, It's not even disrespect to them. It's every year what motivates Man U is they have such a powerful media and, and fan push. You got. I got to see some results, you feel me? So, as soon as I see some results, then I'm down because, I mean, back in the day, I, I used to be like, yeah, man, she's gonna, they're going to go. They're incredible. I, I would like to see that. I want to see Man U successful. They're a big club. It's good seeing, you know, I, I want Premier League to have more disparity in terms of these clubs, more battles up there. It's, it's, just, it's just better for the league in general. It would be cool to see Man U. Man U has some players I do like on there, too. Like, I really like Pogba. I really like Martial. I really like um, – uh, I really like the Angel Gomez, that young kid they have. They're players I like watching. So, I Leipzig proved to me last year how far, how good they are. They went deep into Champions League, you know. So they're gonna get that respect this year. Until Man U does that, then I'm not gonna give them that respect right now. So I'm gonna go Paris Leipzig. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I can see. I mean, just thinking of how. Not saying it's impossible for Man U, but. It's like that battle for that third, the second to me. It's going to be a battle for second to me. Yeah. I mean, yes. PSG, if they're going to have Neymar and Mbappe, it's going to be really hard to beat them. Um, but RBG Leipzig was playing some really good football. They were scoring goals. Um, I don't know. Good, really good midfielders, like really good cams. Yeah. What's that guy's name? To them. Um, what's the dude's name? Is Marcel. The Swedish dude that comes off the bench who's a baller. The Austrian guy you like with the ponytail, whatever. Sabitzer. 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 They, have, they have, like, ballers. And they have that Paulson kid, the big 6'4 dude, uh, plays for Norway, I think. They, they have a lineup of players. Where, I don't know where he plays for. Maybe – I don't know. But, yeah, they have, they have they have some talent up top, you know. And um, that, that coach won, like, you know, working coach of the year or whatever. So, they got some talent. I feel like they only lost that one uh, center back they had. I think that center back went to EPL. Campo, Umcano, something like that. I feel like he went to e- I feel like he went to EPL somewhere, maybe. But um, he was he was a baller though. But they yeah. have like they've always been known to like do a really good job with young talent like that. Um, they have that PSG player Umkunu or something like that. Umkunu, yeah, they got Umkunu. Yeah, they have some good young players. There. They have a good like stable of young players. 
Yeah, they they got rid of John Kevin Augustine. They're like, you don't care enough. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> but oh, yeah. they, have, they also have like a really good young Japanese. I forgot his name too. The good Japanese baller too. Uh, I forgot his name. He's like a winger. Well, they used to have the dude that went to Liverpool, Manamino or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. They used to. I mean, I mean, I mean, he was a baller over there. Mino was a baller. <laughs> he's really good. If Vinci actually plays him for real, I'm like he's dangerous. That guy is really good. <laughs> I remember when they played Liverpool in group stages and they were like, they could have like knocked Liverpool out, but like they ended up losing late. But no, RB Leipzig is good. I can yeah. see, I can see their style. Like the man you do is just like chasing a lot, you know? Yeah. When you have a team with just, no matter what your makeup is on the front and the back line, when you have a pretty good midfield, you can be, you can be a problem for anybody. Like not just you have a good name midfield, which you have midfielders that just ball like, they they they're baller. They can all shoot. They can all create. We have basically when you have playmakers, anything can happen. When you have playmakers on your roster, and they have yeah. a lot of playmakers on that team. Yeah, they don't have any like no, nobody's going to be scared of Menu. That's no, sure. no, 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 no. Um, anyway, yeah, that was that's the uh, group stage. I, I should have looked to see when Champions League starts. I would imagine it's this month. Um, but I did watch a lot of games since last weekend. Caesar and I were just having a conversation about maybe changing the day we record mm-hmm. because I'm I, I'm like looking at a game from Saturday and yeah it is Thursday where we took it we did an extra day but even if it was been yesterday it's like oh that game so long ago it feels like um but yeah I did watch games from the weekend I did watch some games this week and I did do a Hamas Rodriguez tracker I told C's that ever that Thomas is going to be balling out in EPL Playing well for Everton. Starting off nice, right? Starting off nice. Yeah, starting off nice. I mean, granted, it was Crystal Palace. It was but, definitely Crystal Palace. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, somehow it's just stayed in EPL for this long. Like, oh my God. They're Crystal doing something. Wolf, Wolf or Travis Scott and Zaha there. Yeah, they're doing something right. Um, they do it. And they, uh, their jerseys are always been progressing in one of the worst in EPL history. And they're getting better and better slowly. It's taken a long time to try to make me believe that this maroon blue is a good look. But they're trying hard. <laughs> Their away is always nice. They have nice away kids. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they Everton won 2-1. Two, two Hamas had a really good game. He didn't have a hockey assist in the first half, too. Um, on his right foot, it was a really nice pass. Okay. Uh, I, um, I have, what, nine good plays, one bad play in the first half. Um, and three good plays, one bad play in the second half. He has subbed out, and I, th- I think it says 86 minute. Um, but, yeah, he played well. Like, he's fitting in well, and their 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 center forward is, is like, on fire. He's scoring a lot of goals right now. Dominic Carter-Levin or something? Carter, it's not Carter. I don't think it's Carter. It's, like, something close to that. I, or maybe or it is. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, D- up, right? DCL or something like that. <laughs> they got Richardson. Yeah, they're they're playing well. And Hamas is like, Hamas is. I mean, honestly, it's it's funny because I feel like even if he was starting regularly for Real Madrid, although mm-hmm. I don't think that would have been the best for Real Madrid. I think that's basically how he would have played if he had to start for Real Madrid. They have, they have, they have a little bit of the. They have a kind of an interesting roster. It's like. All the supposed to be ballers on there. It's kind of funny. Like they got some good players. They got some yeah, good they players. got Alex Awobi on there. They got Yeri Mina. They got hey, uh, uh, Andre Gomez. They got some like oh. Fabian Delph. <laughs> <laughs> Gomez is playing well. 
Um, Iwobi came on late. His touch was garbage. That dude, um, he definitely needs to go vegan. But go ahead. Yeah, but um, but uh, Gomes was playing actually really well. I, I've always liked him. I remember we were saying that he should just play forward before. But um, I mean, he wanted to. He but, damn, but, damn sure was playing like he wanted to be a forward. I'm like, you got to chill out, B. You're like, yeah. a, like a six foot two cam. Calm down. Like when he was on Barcelona, but. but I will say, well, Andre, like, Barcelona, like, that was the worst place for him to go imaginable because he went to the beginning of the, of the end for that, for that, for that. You know, Barcelona lost a lot of midfield talent and that thought that Andre Gomez is the answer and that that's too much pressure, you know. Andre Gomez was a young call-up balling out. It would have been good to see him kind of come up through this and then make it to another big team and go because I always thought for a big guy, he had very light feet, good, good passing, like, He's he's a he has he has like the great fundamentals for like a good center mid like he has all that base. No, he's really good. Um, yeah. yeah, and Dominic Calvert, Calvert, that's what it is, Calvert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have um, him. They have Alon, the Napoli dude. They got some. They got a roster, dude. Yeah, I think I think um, he got hurt. I think I don't know how bad it is, but no, they, they got they got a good team. They they're doing well in EPL right now. Um, I also watched this weekend Real Betis versus Real Madrid. Uh, we already know what happened. It was three to two. I'm not going to get too much into it. But um, I had a question about the Everton game. Was did that? that guy play? Um, Tom Davis or whatever the the baller, the long hair, the blonde hair, the for, has like a bun usually for Everton. Yeah, Tom Davies or something. No, baller. <laughs> not, not not that I not that I remember. Okay, but I was mostly watching Hamas anyway. Um, okay. But yeah, Real Madrid versus Real Madrid. We already know the result. It was a uh, three two to Real Madrid. Real Madrid got a late penalty um, by Sergio Ramos. It was um, an interesting game. We saw Jovic and Benzema start together, which I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, Jovic didn't play that. Like, I feel like it was like he needed to they, – they, like the whole team had to figure out Jovic and Benzema together in this match. And then in the next match against Bayern lead, they did a little bit better. But Odegaard, you gotta go. He was he was again lost. He's just not. He's just he. he it, we can't do it. We you just like. Well, yeah. Hold up. I did do a tracker. First half, I gave him two good plays and, and, and four bad plays. But he's just the the thing that the thing that made it clear, and not not just because he got subbed at halftime. Not just because of that, mm-hmm. but when Isco came in for him, it was a game Isco change. did more in three minutes than Odegaard did the entire match. Ten minutes span, Isco balled out. No, and, and within three minutes, Isco had done more than Odegaard did. Um, yeah, uh, I'll say this. I'll say this, and I'm not even trying to defend Odegaard. I'll say this. Now, when Odegaard, when they put the lineup out, I expected very little considering that Jovic is also on this field, I'm like, dude, this is a lot of, like, a lot of a lot of adjustment going on here. You got Odegaard out here, and you got this Jovic. We're all trying to, like, that's a lot of people trying to get used to each other up top. You know, it's not like, it's not like this is a traditional Real Madrid 4-3-3 lineup, and then, boom, we're just going to take Modric out, and we're just going to put uh, Odegaard in, and let's see what happens. It wasn't like that. It was... Like two big adjustments, they do their they did their four three one two whatever that lineup, and like but the thing it didn't show me is that like sorry you're just not a soul cam like you can't be that soul cam role. Um, the four three one two that Zidane is trying to bust out the two trackers up top 
It works well when someone was a really talented traditional cam, such as Isco. Isco comes in the game and he looks mad comfortable. And he's having a good time, and he he look, he was a problem for Betis immediately. Like it was a problem immediately. Odegaard, when I'm watching, I'm like, he's like, it's like either he's looking for where he's supposed to be, he's like trying to put something that's not there, or he's like kind of like, God, I don't want to sound like this guy, but he's like kind of walking a little bit. I'm like. Man, are you that are you that comfortable? Like, is it that is it all good, homie? Because like my my approach to like players walking is like, you know what the deal is. Like you're you're aware. Like Messi walking because he's like I'm not about to play defense. Fine, like I'll do what I want. Hazard walking is like yeah, I'm about to just be Wayne. Fine, that's cool. You know, like or even Ronaldo, like they know what to do. But like older, you got you got the young legs. You got you just got here, homie. Like I feel like you out of anybody, you're supposed to be like ball of energy right now. Like, you're supposed to be like this youthful vibrance that comes to the team. Like, for example, when East Asensio comes in the game, Asensio's all over the goddamn place. Asensio's moving and, and say what we want about Asensio because he's lefty, but I always love I, – I never get upset Asensio coming in the game. I never get upset by it. He, he has talent. He has energy. And he has a danger shot at times. He just – anytime he can catch you sleeping, he, he, he does that, you know. And I didn't get that feel from Odegaard. I felt like when I'm watching Odegaard, I'm like, what am I actually waiting for here? What am I waiting for? And it sucks. You know, Bam likes that when someone's, like, not a dream player, Bam likes to call him a trash and dump on him so hard like he's doing. Uh, but it just – it ain't cheap. It ain't it, honestly. I, I actually would – I would – I hate to bring out – there's so many other cams in the world I'd like to have over, over Odegaard right now. Like, damn, I'd rather have so many other guys, trust me. And that was a nice convoluted way of saying that Odegaard is not good enough for Real Madrid. Um, and it's funny because I wrote that article on Medium, go check that out, about – it wasn't just about Odegaard, but it's about Odegaard. But it's also like, can it take one match? Can you look at one match of a player and tell – like, and get, and get like, definite mm-hmm. answers about them as a player? And I think I think I can do that. I don't know about everybody else, but but yeah, sometimes, also, I mean, you've, you've been wrong in the past before too. Because sometimes styles make matchups. I'm I'm not saying that I'm going to be right every time, but I think like I'm not afraid of making that assessment on a player. Yeah, I know you. But right. but but it's based on. It's not just going to be based on missing shots or their like a bad control or like, um, or being off sides or different things. It's going to be on like how you are on the pitch, like where you are, because I'm, I'm not. And, and and also like how active you are on uh, being on the ball, especially if you're a midfielder. I'm not saying Odegaard isn't a good player. He just ain't. He's just not Real Madrid guy. Like you got to go back to Real Sociedad. You got to go somewhere where like that. What you're doing is okay. In Real Madrid, it's just not. And I think Zidane made that decision. And I'm not trying to clown Odegaard that he got subbed at halftime. Sometimes things happen. But I, but what I would imagine is he then was like, it's not like you just it don't work. Jovic, on the other hand, who's gotten a lot of criticism, I I didn't think he played bad. Like, like that's what I was thinking myself. I was like thinking to myself, I'm like you know, he gets he's got getting a lot of rip right now. I'm like, I actually kind of liked him out there. I, I actually was like. Man, I wonder if like we could just loan him for a while, and then when Benzema dips, we can get him back. Like, I like how he plays, and he looks a little bit like a little chubby right now. Like he has been in p- perfect fitness. Like he looks a little bit of it, but 
even in this game and the, and the next game by the lead where, where you know, some of the players play a lot better. I thought that, like, I, I don't – when I look at a player playing, it's not necessarily the stat sheet they're putting up or, like you said, the, 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 the goals or misses. It's about, like, just, like, placement on the field, like how they look in the game, how it fits in with the offense. And he wasn't someone I was targeting as, like, the issue on the field, to be honest. I was like, I don't, I don't really see him as the problem. Yeah, and and he didn't play like that well against no. Betis, but it but like it wasn't it wasn't like standout bad like Odegaard is. <laughs> um, but anyway, what's the name? Um, uh, Real Madrid won that three two. That was an important game for them. Um, also, the game a game that day was Atletico Madrid versus Granada. That was really exciting because it was Luis Suarez uh, his first game. He came on in the seventieth minute. Atleti was already up three zero. And this is against a Granada team that's like also playing, like had also been playing um, Europa League qualifiers. So like Granada's like in bad shape. Yeah. Um, but Luis Suarez came out there and did his thing. But everybody knows that soccer fans and media is just all about highlights. And yes, Luis Suarez had, a, had an assist. He had a couple goals. Um, he had a couple shots that were, like, just wide. He was doing well in the box, as I've said, like Roddy Rich in the box. Um, but living in the box. In the 78th minute, there was a point where Atleti kind of ended up on a counter, and they were running, and Caesar. I wish you saw it. Because you'd have been like, oh, man, he still can't run. He still looks the same when he tries to run. And I'm going to talk about the next match uh, who, who, who was against um, – wait a minute. Where'd it go? Oh, oh, against um, – was it Levante? I forgot. Because uh, um, I did another tracker on him. But, yes, he, he had some goals, but he still can't run. He still can't. It's like – that's still very labored, and it looks worse. Yeah, when I actually saw him do his intro with the Atletico Madrid, I was like, "Damn, you look really old, dog." Like he looked kind of like old. I'm like, "Damn, you look like it's it's been a journey." Um, and fire, you know, fire like, in the fire. I, was watching, I was watching a video of him, like, "Oh, like on Twitter, like, oh, here's the source warming up." I was like, "Ugh, well, you, don't I mean, look very, you don't look very spry, homie." Um, but, but in the box, he was doing his thing. Like in and around the box, he was like looking. Is, we've talked about that for so long that he enjoys the 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 the, 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 the little like close game battles. You know, he's gonna win some of those give and goes and a little trickery. He's very clever inside the eighteen. He's extremely clever. He's he's a vet. You know, he's a veteran. He's a veteran player. He knows how to do things. I'm sure he can combine those little things too. You know, vets know how to make up for their lack of athleticism, but the thing is, it's not him lacking athleticism. His legs are literally shot. Well, no, I wouldn't when, say watch, when I watch him run, he looks like shot, man. It's 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 like whoa, dude. Like, are you gonna last this whole year? <laughs> yeah, and it's not really like his athleticism as much as like he knows how to play the sport. Yeah, he's a veteran, so like he, he knows. He's like a like a, a basketball vet, you know, like an old man ball. Like, yeah, in the box, he's gonna put some in, but you know, when Atletico does what they like to do. Because they don't play a majority off possession based offense, they don't sit like Real Madrid does on your side of the field, harassing you with passes like or like Barcelona does until they get their goal in there. They sit back, 
they come back and they wait for you to make a mistake or they pressure you or, or block a shot, then they run that counter because they got some fast wings. They got Carrasco and all these dudes out there that are ready to run and open up and draw Felix. And Suarez is not that dude. <laughs> no, and uh, he might be able to help them keep some more possession, but it was just it, like it was the only time in the match that he had to actually run was in that 78th minute. Um, and it was funny. I was like, wow, like you're still all messed up. What, what the heck? Um, was that? Okay, so what else did I watch? Oh, I watched Barcelona versus Villarreal. Barcelona destroyed them. Griezmann was garbage. Um, I put no good plays in the first half and then two bad plays in the second half until he got subbed out. He had one shot the entire match. I think it was like a volley that got blocked. Mm. Um, terrible. But Barcelona won 4-0. What's his name? Um, Ansu Fati had two goals. Um, they weren't like the type of goals that make you be like, wow. But he won a penalty that I thought was like even better than the goals, actually. Um, yeah. Um, the – I think I don't know if I can't remember if it was the the Barcelona game or Levant or the the uh, Oliver's game that I watched at Villarreal. Um, the actually well I think it was the Barcelona it was the Barcelona game. Villarreal literally had no offense at all like um, that. that whole game up until the last like ten minutes when Kubo come in the game. Kubo comes in the game. I'm like th- he literally tied the team with shot attempts and everything in his ten minutes in there like. What they have? What do they have? They have what's that guy they have? Is it suit? What's that guy they have? That's uh, like the winger. I forgot his name on Villarreal. Villarreal. Um, they 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 looked like it, just... it's, it was rough. It was is Moreno, the Moreno guy, the Moreno dude. Like he comes in the, and he's in the game, and you could tell like it, it's kind of a weird lineup. It's that four four two. It's kind of like goofy. Not really have a lot happening right now. Parejo's not really putting in the work. I, I kind of predicted him he would, but. It is – I will say this. It is kind of still an adjustment to, like, a brand-new coach, a brand-new system. So, it's going to be, like, a little time period in which they make that happen. But shout-out to my boy Kubo. He, he put in a little work at the end. I don't know. That, that, I don't know what he's going to do moving forward. But whenever I see Kubo play in the little tidbits, I try to watch some VRL matches. I'm like, I know he feels pressure to start this guy or get him more minutes because it's, it's like every time this kid comes in, he's putting in work for you. And you can't keep putting him in at the two-minute mark and you're losing 4-0. <laughs> so it's got to change up, and they did win three one against Alves, but still. Okay, I, I didn't see that, but against uh, Barcelona, it was rough. But Griezmann was completely uninvolved, and it was just really bad. Um, also, I, I forgot who it, I, I did another Luis Suarez tracker the the second game. I forgot who they played. I think it was Levante. I'm not sure. Um, it was. It didn't go as well as that first match. I'll tell you that. The, the match ended 0-0, <laughs> and there was none of that. Like, I mean, he got a little bit off, but his tracker, I put three good plays in the first half or one bad play. Second half, I put two bad plays, two good plays. His first touch, his first touch of the ball wasn't until 14 minutes, eight seconds. His second touch was in the 19th minute. Oh, man. Not really a lot of, uh, oh, shock. A lack of offensive movement. Are we surprised? Well, he just wasn't really getting it. Like, he ended up having to, like, come back to get the ball because he just wasn't really getting involved. Um, But he got subbed out in the 62nd minute. 
and he didn't do much. So like that first match was like a bit of a fluke. <laughs> um, and, and, it, and I think it was a fluke because Atleti was already up by so much, like Renata kind of gave up at that point. Um, going to the second Real Madrid match, we got Real Madrid versus Valladolid. Um, that was an interesting match. This one was, you, I forgot, I forgot Ojozola came back from his loan. I was like, oh, look, Ojozola starting. Yeah, that um, was in Real Madrid uh, the practice stadium. <laughs> Marcelo started. Oh man, is it MLS MLS Cello at this point? Come on, dog. Damn, dude, you're mean, dude. He's just trying to get his legs. He has some sea legs. It's all good. Damn. Okay, I'm just and asking. Many been, getting, many been getting a lot of minutes. Like, let the homie just get some time back in there. Many been getting all the burn. I, looking I was actually, fantastic, too. Many <laughs> looking fantastic out there. I, I was actually happy that Marcelo started. Because I think, like, that, I mean, like, dog, it's fine to lead. Like, let's get it cracking. Um, <laughs> I, wish you, I wish they had him at midfield. <laughs> Isco started and Jovic started. Um, in the 12th minute, I put that Jovic was playing well. He had a shot go wide, like just wide mm-hmm. um, in the 17th minute, but it was a nice run. I thought that he played really well. Um, like they kind of did that little like, kind of a 4-4-2 situation. Obviously, Benzema's going to do his thing. Um, I think – what's his name? Oh, in the 57th minute – that's when Vinicius Jr. came on and Asensio and Carver Hall. They definitely played better after that. Um, Vinicius Jr. got that goal off of the misplace at a weird touch from the Valladolid player. Um, and it was funny, at the very end, Vinicius Jr. like running by himself and tries that little chip. It didn't work. It was, it was funny, though. I think he was kind of just trying to waste time also. Like, don't just blow the whistle, dude. Uh, don't, don't make me like have to shoot it. I kind of just wanted him to just run to the corner, like don't even attempt it. Um, he likes doing that little chip. He's been doing that forever. But I do want to show a player on Real Madrid some love, and then we'll get into um, Santa Vigo versus Barcelona a little bit. I gotta show some love to Luka Modric, dude. Like I gotta do it. I gotta do it, man. Dog. He just turned thirty-five. And yo, we were literally like after the after the uh, World Cup, we were like they were like, oh, he's gonna go to Inter, like he's gonna be slowed down because the World Cup run, dog. That season, the, the those World Cups, he played forty six games. Um, then last season he played forty games, and this I think he's played every game so far this season, and he looks amazing. He was great, man. Great shape. I have nothing to complain about him. I was like, he looks good, man. No, he's amazing. And they were like, oh, he's going to go to Inter. Like, I mean, and maybe he kind of wanted to go, or maybe it was his thing to get some more money. Well, I, I mean, wasn't him and Rakitic going to do like a little meetup there or something like that? I, was, I, I can't remember, but like, and maybe he was just pushing the Inter thing to get some more money. I'm not sure. Hopefully he did. Because now you went to the World Cup final and you're a baller. But it was just crazy to see like Modric is still like, has not lost a step. He looks amazing. He's doing his thing. Um, and without Tony Cruz there, who's injured right now, like, he's still just, like, at it, like, running around like crazy and, like, always wants the ball at his feet. You, I have to show him some special love. You And then my, I guess my honorable mention in that game will be Fede Valverde. I thought Fede played really good against Via the lead. 
Um, baller. Just, just, just this man is coming to into his own, and I think you know this year might be the year where like his his stock just skyrockets because you know with with people like Tony Cruz, you know he's injured right now. It's given an opportunity for people like Fede to start. And I think that's great because the more Fede to watch, the more I love um, the guy. He's, is amazing. he's amazing. Great, incredible. He has the speed of a winger in the midfield. Uh, um, great patience. Um, always like doesn't foul a lot either. I love it. Just, 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 he's that, he has enough speed to like stay with you. He doesn't try to outblast you when you run in. He tries to like stay right there to harass you. And I love that style. Like he's such a good player, good passing too. So just amazing things to come from him and big shout out to him because honestly that one zero win, the majority of that is because he played so well in the midfield. I thought they played sensational in the midfield and that made up for a lot of um, like weird plays that uh, Marcelo couldn't get finished. You know, they were counting on him a lot in those moments to like pass the ball to that down the field because Carvajal wasn't in. So they're not counting on Odriozola to create really. So they're counting on Marcelo to like bring those balls in. Marcelo's crosses weren't all the way there and stuff and, Fede Alberto was right there, you know, doing work in the midfield with Modric. So, big shout-out to them. And, of course, Vinny, you know, Vinny coming in and getting that goal because I thought it was offside. When I saw it off the defender, I was like, yes! <laughs> I was so excited it was off the defender's foot. And I didn't think we even – we haven't even mentioned on this show, but talking about how, you know, Eden Hazard's out for a whole another month again. Oh, yeah, that uh, just came out, yeah. That, I don't even think but, – but, but does it matter? Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, it only matters because I just feel bad for Vinny because, you know – they signed this guy right after, you know, when he's coming at, coming, coming into his home where he should be starting or coming in. If he's not starting, he should be coming in every single game. And, well, you know, well, when Hazard comes in, it just, it just becomes awkward. It's like when Hazard comes back, it gets awkward for everybody. It just gets awkward. Well, well the thing is, uh, Vinicius didn't start these last two matches. He came in. He started one think, of the matches. He was starting one of them. I, he started – I think they played three. I think he started the first one. But he's come off the bench these last couple of matches. Yeah, they had, they had, they had uh, Jokic starting or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't think it's – I don't think – I don't feel sorry for him when Hazard comes back. I feel like at this point, Hazard Hazard's going to have to kind of earn his spot and, like – like I'm going to keep a real D dog. The amount of wages they're paying this man is not really an earned spot. He comes back, they always start him immediately. It's never like an earned spot situation. I well, just think it sucks for Vinny. Like, unless, unless what I hope to see is is have, uh, uh, Zidane try to like move Hazard more into that midfield role because he likes to be there anyways. Move him more and kind of closer to the midfield and let Vinny keep that left flank. Like he look, he's so good in that wing side. You know, leave him over there, man. Well, I think it's going to take some time for Hazard to like really get in playing shape. Yeah, so he's going to be coming off the bench or like coming off early, like whenever he comes back. So there's going to be a few Champions League matches for Vinicius G. But it seems like Zidane right now is trying to figure out, like, not even, like, what's his best way to line up, like, which ways to line up work. Like, can I run this 4-4-2 with Jovic and Benz? Can I do the 4-3-3? And, and like, just see, like, if all these different things will work because you're going to be in a situation moving forward where you might have to do that. Well, I think he's playing it smart. Well, I think Jovic is – on his way out anyways, but, you know. This just, season? Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. They did that. ask. They did. I think so, absolutely. It's I don't think that'd be bad. I don't want, I don't want him to go. Yeah, but that'd I be bad. No, I think so, but I think he is because they, there was already some whispers about how his behavior was with the leaving and stuff like that with the team and how he got COVID after, like, breaking protocols and all that stuff. So it's been uh, – and then they asked Zidane after the match, like, what's the situation? Instead of saying he's around Jipper, he literally was like, 
I, he's like, I'm not going to comment on that. I have nothing to say about that. Whatever happens, happens. I was like, whoa, damn. I mean, that's not really, it's like, that's not really saying like, oh, this is a player we're invested in. We're going to say it. Like you just said, like, it's, to me, it sounds like there's some discussions going on. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I hope he doesn't go because I like him, but, you know, I like Jovic a lot, and I think the more weapons Real Madrid has, the better. So, especially in this I, season. I, I think they need him, honestly. I, I do, too. I, I don't think we can just count on Benzema and Borja coming on in the 85th minute. I'm sorry. Like, it was cool to see Bam's favorite witch doctor, but we need to have – I think Jovic is like, give this man some time. I think he can really ball out for real. The witch mayor is not a Real Madrid player. Like, no. Like, you got to – like, Jovic – is a good player. I, I've said it many times. He's like a poor, poor man's Kunaguero. He has that skill set. He's a little short, stocky, and is a good dribbler. Close. Um, you got to let Bruja go back to the shamans somewhere. But you can't. You I, like getting rid of Jovic. I don't know what his situation is like in the locker room, whatever. But like, you got to try to keep him around, dude. Like, you got to do that because unless you're going to bring in another center forward which is kind of getting late for that. <laughs> like, and yeah. I, I, like, let's say, because they were talking about, oh, maybe Cavani. I, I'm sure it's crap, but like Cavani don't really fit what Real Madrid does. Like, I feel like Jovic, Jovic is a better Benz replacement than Cavani would be. Yeah, I don't think there's really enough time to really get a striker you want to get right now. So why not use this year, especially if it's like a weird year starting up post like mid-COVID. So why not just roll what you got? You know, I don't think it hurt to have Jovic out there. I don't really know what he does to the locker room, but in terms of the field, um, I think it would be a good challenge for Zidane to like be able to like adjust, like going from all the formations he had in the past that just ran a one striker setup with wings and being so successful to have Jovic there and Benzema. I think it'd be a tip, a feather in his cap. Another another thing to say that look, here's a formation. He he he's a coach that didn't just say, oh, I only run four four twos and everything else for the birds. He's like, no, I got two strikers now. I'm going to make it work. I think that would just make make me have even more respect for him as a coach. Like, wow, this guy's a legitimate tactician. Like, he legit does formations. Like, he legit knows how to adjust the game. So, it'd be cool to see a way where Real Madrid could have both of them out there too. Well, they, they, they would run four four twos before. I remember, like, when yeah, – they, they, they do want to play around a little bit. But I'm saying, like, what, what, what no. the staple of it because of – because of, like, oh, you just have to start these two. Like, that'd be cool if it became a staple of the offense. No, no, they were running consistent four four twos. I remember that when CR7 was there. Like, they were running consistent four four twos, But I don't remember last season them doing it for real. But I think that – I think that that – I mean, it, it's one match. It's against Bayern Delete, whatever. And, and obviously, they only won one zero off kind of a lucky goal. But Jovic had, like, three good chances that he happened to not put away. And, like, I'm not even – like, whatever. Like, he just didn't put them away. But they were three solid chances. I think that formation worked. Like, I think they can use that going forward easily. And and it might be a good um, way to start a match and then, like, bring in Vinicius Jr. later and, like, adjust the formation. Like, replace Vinicius Jr. with Jovic and bring in this, like, speedy guy on the wing. Like, either way, like, Real Madrid is, like, spoiled for choices at this point still, and and spoiled for formations, too. Because it ain't like Barcelona, where you got Griezmann and Messi and Ansu Fati, like, 
you can't run no four four two there if you need to. <laughs> like, but I'm, when I was reading about them loaning out Usman Dembele, I'm like, these guys must be stupid. Like, do you not have who else do you have on your team? Why would you move that man? Like, you have nothing left. <laughs> you have a bear. You have a bucket of bones on that bench. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. Well, speaking of Barcelona, they played today against Celta Vigo. Um, they were rocking the black Barcelona jersey. It was fire. Can't even front. It was very yeah, hard. Very clean jersey. Very clean. Um, everybody should know by now that I only watch uh, Barcelona to watch Griezmann. That's all I care about. Um, they definitely pushed Griezmann more wide right this match. He was more involved, um, but his first half, I put one bad play, one good play. He didn't do a whole lot, but he was he was more involved than he was last match. But um, Longley got a red card in the 42nd minute, and he got <laughs> sold out. <laughs> <laughs> what a great try. What a great recap on him. Yeah. So he didn't even get to play the second half. It's just funny that, like, Coutinho's out there, and it's like – Coutinho's like doing his thing way more than Griezmann. Um, yeah, and, and Coutinho's to be like the rough one Bama complained about. Now Coutinho's the one doing work on that team. I don't know. I never was talking about Coutinho, but okay. Okay. Anyways, um, um, the only reason I tuned into this match is watch the homie Emery Moore play, and then uh, didn't nothing happened. So I tuned out. So to I like that gonna... little Turkish player. He's a baller. I, I definitely put that Celta Vigo's not about to win without Santi Mina. Um, they looked really bad. <laughs> like, it's like, what are y'all doing? Um, what's the name? Ansu Fati scored. Um, the, one of the Celta players was trying to clear it, and he, like, didn't clear it and just kind of, like, fell to Coutinho, I think. And and I don't even know if Coutinho actually passed it to Ansu Fati, but it hit off of his leg, and Ansu Fati shot it. Um, then there was an own goal. It was a really nice, messy run, like, in the box, just doing his thing. The shot ricocheted off of a Celta player, though. And then very late, while Barcelona's down a man for the whole half, uh, Sergio Roberto got, like, a nice volley into the net. Celta Vigo, like, come on, dog, that's embarrassing. This is the first Barcelona match I ever watched where they did subs. I was like, who? What? Oh, yeah, it was, Uh, like, Trincao. Who was the people that came on? Trincao? Pedri? Pedri? I'm like, who is this? And then, like, the last one was, like, Ronaldo Araujo. I'm like, who's Ronald Araujo? Who do you oh, uh, make? No, I know him. He's he's Uruguayan. I know him. He played some matches last season, and he played really well. Here he, here, here we go. Are we surprised? No. But still, like, regardless, I was like, I was like, I don't know what these fools, is, who who they are, but all right. Yeah, no. But Barcelona looking, looking wild out here. Yeah, why did Pjanic come in the game? Oh, yeah, he came in the last match. I don't know. Suck, that's why. <laughs> Possibly. Um, I got COVID again. Anyway, um, let's get into a few transfers really quick. Um, one of our favorite black players, Ross Barkley, who's loaned to Aston Villa. Never going to hear from you. <laughs> um, you want to talk a little bit about Lucas Paqueta to Lyon? Yeah, um, I think it's a good pickup for for – for Leon, uh, you know, I hope it's a loan to buy. You know, Lucas Paqueta, he does too much of the dribble, dribble. Like, not saying like dribbling's bad. He does it too much when it's pointless. So that that's like ridiculous. But 
when I was watching him in Milan, he wasn't really doing that like he was like as much as he did in Brazil. The only problem is that Milan has one of the most horrific offenses to ever watch. So I, I was like, you know what? Let me give him a chance because I thought he was going to come and try to be a winger. He's trying to play mid. So we'll see what happens. Um, Leon has some good mids, and I think that rotationally, that's a dangerous guy to have. Is he left-footed? I think he he's right. left-footed. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a le- he's a lefty. Um, but, you know, Lucas Bagueta, like, you know, I think that, like, a, 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 rotationally, that makes Leon a deeper team. And you're not going to, like, be upset that that's the guy that's going to bench. That guy's going to come in, put some energy, and put some damage, and even put pressure. It's funny, like, Bagueta had the high-rise to the top, but, you know, they have, like, what's it, Gimadish, right? They have Gimadish, and Gimadish is, like, the, the sleeper, and he's a baller. But Paqueta was the one everybody talked about after Vinicius Jr. left. But So they might have some beef. I hope they fight. That'd be cool. Go ahead. Um, yeah, and we don't know if oh, – what's his name? Bertrand, Bertrand Traore went to either Fulham yeah. or Aston Villa, one of them. Yeah, I had to get him out of there. He's terrible at shooting. Get out of here, please. <laughs> um, and we don't know if Depay's going to stay. So, like, I well, don't I, think that I, – I, Caesar, Caesar said it and we made it. I think Depay's staying the whole year, at least till the, at least till the mid-transfer. Window because he put that ten jersey on. You don't put be putting the ten on if you' about to go. You might Ooh. walk around with some other them. He put the ten on. The ten on means something. So I think he's staying. I think it's there's no other rumors anymore. I think he's solid now. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. I don't think he's going to go to Barcelona. Um. And was there there was another rumor too, but I can't remember. Um. Yeah. Oof. I forgot. But yeah, I don't think he's. Uh, I, I don't want him to leave. I just feel bad that they're not in Champions League. Um, that really so bad for them. That's so yeah. like, that's so grimy. Like after the year they had, look, I mean, look how garbage the the, the groups are now. Like they they could have been in there, man. It, it, like it'd been cool to see them in the same group as BVB. That'd been fun to watch, you know. Like um, they, they're they're like a a dangerous sleeper team now, and it sucks that like we're gonna be robbed of the opportunity. And usually when it's a non Champions League year team year, a lot of players leave. You know, they they rather leave and like that. The president getting so upset it makes sense because like financially you already the team is already doing what they can to stay afloat with no fans or like whatever the five K attendance allowance in France, whatever the number is. Um, but apart from that, like now you can't get the Champions League money, like dude, that sucks. Cause you get like some mil for just getting out of group stage. So that that could have really helped them out. And this is rough, man. I feel bad for them a lot. Really feel bad for Leon. Yeah, but hopefully, I mean, they're already doing their Lyon thing, like t- uh, tying and losing to random teams. But, you know, hopefully that means they can push for the uh, league title, which I doubt they'll get. But um, it'd be cool if they won league this year. That'd be kind of gangster. Um, what's the name? Your, your boy. I'm sorry? He's kind of wilding this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's up? You, you said you had some stuff to say about your boy, Serginho Dest, the USA native. <laughs> Um, uh, going going to Barcelona for 19 million euros. You know, the, the, the Serginho Dest thing is really funny to me because, I mean, for the, for forever, the one thing I've said is that the minute a player who has, like, kind of a U.S. citizenship or American player gets some notoriety, it's it's like it, – like, if I like – for example, like, if I was a Brazilian-American player and I had some steam behind me, right, like there's some talent, let's say I'm coming out of Ajax or some like, just like him. I'm a striker. I'm going to play for America because if I'm thinking about this money, because literally this is a freaking right back. This is a freaking right back. And they're acting like 
Barcelona sign somebody they really care about. Barcelona could give two damn Fs if Sergio Des balls out or if he ends up being loaned out to Celta Vigo. It could really matter less to them. What they're really looking for is some options up top. The fullback thing is cute. <laughs> so they know, oh, we're going to get American. America's going to get all happy. We're going to get American fan base and everything. But I don't want to be out here, pe- people talking about, and especially this, the worst thing is that it's U.S. men's national team account posting that, like, and I'm not trying to sound like, oh, like, and like oh, like, I'm banning him. I'm not saying he's not like, oh, like, I'm the person that determines if he's an American or not. Yeah, but, I like, am. I am. The, the backing behind it is kind of gross to me because it's like, man, like, anybody, any young American player whose goal is to go and be pro, let's say it's a young black player or whatever, you know, he has an ambition to go play. Who the hell is this guy who coming from Almeria, Netherlands? Uh, like, my guy, like, this is not the journey of an American to get to the top. This is not the American dream to happen. This is none of that happening. This is, like, him draped in a red, white, and blue. Like, my guy, like, literally, <laughs> literally this, 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 this citizenship you got really hooked you up for playing for national team. But as it's apparent, it's not hard to play for America. It's not hard. It doesn't take a lot. It takes a grandma or an army base. So you can play for here, and it's not a big issue. But let's not pretend like this is some now USA campaign. Look at these Americans. I'm not going to do that. Thank you for coming to play America. That's great. A right back? Well, you should have been a left back because I like Yedlin. I don't really care about a right back right now. I like Yedlin probably more than you still. So Yedlin is a baller. That wasn't really looking for. You, it, it, they're going to probably start playing you a winger like they did Yedlin because we don't have nothing up top. America needs to be hyped and put this kind of push behind like an attacker or a midfielder that – Haitian dude, Conrad De La Fuente, whatever the hell. If he if he turns out to something, cool. But like, I'm not gonna be out here getting my my Twitter fingers excited over a damn fullback. I'm just not gonna, dude. I'm sorry. Like, fullbacks are extremely important. They're really good. It's great for the offense. It's nice, but they're not like what's gonna like propel America to the next level. America's problem in these tournaments hasn't been their fullback play. It's been everybody's play. The whole damn lineup. Okay, well, I got two things. Uh, forget about, like, yeah, he's, like, never even been here. Like, he's probably been to, like, three states in America. But um, for Barcelona, I think Barcelona is just getting him to try to get more, like, more of an American fan base. Um, I heard this. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that there's, like, right now, there's more, like, people watching – Wolves, Wolverhampton games in Mexico than in England because of Raul Jimenez. Yeah. So, like, like obviously America's fan, fan base ain't like that uh, gangster, but it, 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 it could potentially get more eyes on Barcelona and just, like, more of a marketing thing. Now, as far as on the pitch, Sardinho does the right back. You know who else is on that right side? Messi. And whatever you're trying to do, he's like a brick wall. <laughs> like, you got to give the ball to either Busquets to your left or Messi, like, right in front of you. You ain't, you ain't going to – like, you can make some good defensive plays. It's going to be like Nelson Semedo. Nelson Semedo, his first season, the beginning of the first season, 
he was getting up there, getting it cracking, doing his thing. And then it was just like, it, it seemed like he regressed so much, but I think there was pressure on him to not go ahead of Messi with, with the ball. I feel like that's going to be the same thing Sergio does. I'm not, I'm not even talking about his skill. I'm sure he's good. He's came up through Ajax, so I'm sure he's good. I've seen him play just like a few times. But as far as like really getting it cracking to where you can make like real highlights, because obviously everybody wants to see you put in crosses or score goals, you're not going to have much of a chance to do that with Messi's in front of you. You know, the, the, there, there's few fullbacks in the world with a better, like, better, like, base to be in all, all, like, world talent than, like, Semedo. Like, Semedo has the size, the speed, the aggression, and, like, he's a two-way player, two feet. He can be up top and be mad comfortable, and he can go back, and it's all good, too. Like, he does – there's not a person he's not trying to take on. I've watched a few IX games. I've never really – I never watched the, the IX games just saw Dest and like, whoa, look at Dest go. Caesar, there's one person that he didn't want to take on, Alfonso Davies. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, that was that, – that, that's going to happen. <laughs> you know, everybody has their one. You know, it was, it was uh, Danny Alves versus um, uh, uh, Ronaldo, and everybody has their one. There's just that it might – some days you're going to get them, other days you're going to get dismantled. <laughs> <laughs> and Alfonso Davies definitely with the young knees right now to be dismantling anybody on this world. <laughs> so, oh, damn, that's rough. Like, uh, Canadian, geez. Um, so, Sergio Dest, you know, in, in the Ajax games I've watched, he wasn't the player that highlighted me. And I, the reason I like watching Ajax is because there is so many good young talent that I feel like there's so much good young talent, though, that, like, there becomes misconceptions about these talents that – yeah, these guys are young and good, but what do you think they're going to be? You know what I mean? Like, when I watch Van Bleek play, I'm like, all right, well, like, he's good because, like, he's has two feet. So, if he's going forward, he doesn't get uncomfortable in a striker role. But it doesn't mean he's, like, world-beating me. Someone like Hakeem Zayek, I'm like, whoa, like, that guy has stuff you don't teach. Like, that's just, that's just like, elusiveness and speed and, like, and like a powerful shot, like some of that stuff you just can't teach. Like he's just learned that himself. It's just in him, you know. And other players, like you know, when they had uh, uh, what's it called? Um, they have David Nadez from Brazil. Like that guy is really elusive, really good. Um, even when they have Tagalifico, like Tagalifico is not only like fast, but Tagalifico, like he has like that like aggression. You know what I mean? Are you gonna do the whole Ajax? Uh, no, no. <laughs> he relaxed out of them. But Sergio Destin, like he's really good young talent. He's speedy. And it's like, but this isn't like something I'm supposed. I'm, I just don't like it. And I think like what really kind of rubbed me the wrong way is like all this like it sounds it sounds dumb, but like all this like America flag stuff and around Sergio Des. I'm like, dog, you know what's going on out here right now? Like, my my man, you know what's going on out here right now? We're not, you know, like you need to relax a little bit. So just like relax a little bit. It's it's kind of wild right here right now. Relax a little bit. Okay, Caesar, hold up, dog. Hold up, dog. No, nah, man, it, it's it's kind of tense right here, right now. I, I'm I'm not gonna be all for a USSF player announcements right now. It's kind of tense right now. Everybody got to just kind of big back a little bit, okay? Big back a little bit, all right? Okay, Caesar, hold up. Are you trying to say because of the political situation in America, you are opposed to him draping himself in American flags? As a black player, yes. You need to calm down a little bit. If if it's if it's Bradley, whatever, dog, his bald ass can do what he wants. Sergio Desk, 
Come on, dog. If you're going to be one of us, you got to chill out a little bit, all right? I know it's all good. I mean, you've probably visited Chicago and New York two times. That's great. But when 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 you start playing games for real out here, when they start when you start living out here, maybe if you buy a house like in Riverside and you become a real American, then then you're going to be like, "Whoa, son. This is not Netherlands. This is not the same weather." There's a lot of wildness here, and it's, I can definitely do a lot less. <laughs> so, Caesar, Caesar, Caesar over here calling him Desk. <laughs> yeah, Sergio Desk, Serginho. Also, your first name really pissed me off, but go ahead, though. <laughs> but it's because his dad is like Siri from Suriname or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, Suriname American? Okay, okay sorry. <laughs> um, Why'd you play for Suriname? That'd be dope. <laughs> yeah, because then you could be playing against America in CONCACAF. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, racist mess won't let the Suriname in the condom bowl. <laughs> if, he's able to, if, he's, if he's able to get an American playoff, his dad being half American or some whatever the hell that is, um, uh, like you can at least get a, let, let them be part of the group then. Let them be part of the, the common bowl. Why the hell? Is, is it because there's too many black people in Guyana and Suriname? They don't want to uh, in condom bowl? I'm sorry? A lot of black people in South America. I think they're just salty about the countries that colonize those places. I'm talking about the daggone uh, percentages, sir. I think they're just like Brazil is already the max we can accept language and color-wise. Lord knows I'm about to add some Dutch dudes here, okay? <laughs> some Dutch-speaking countries, they can get the hell out. <laughs> okay, but what about what about Guyana, though? Now that Frenchness can get out of here, too, whatever the hell they speak over there. This dude's so fake, right? That's, that's how that's they so- are, bro. I'm saying that's how they are. Condom bowl probably feels like that. They're yeah, not no, they're like, no, they're feeling like because they're black. Yeah, they're like those are black. those aren't Latinos. No, no, they're, they're black. That's why. Yeah, so is Brazil. Uh, not that black. I mean, have you ever seen Peruvians? But okay, go. Ahead. Have you seen Ecuadorians, Colombians? I can keep going. I'm talking about percentages. Those are all in the group too. I'm talking about percentages, sir, in the country. Yeah, those guys are all playing for America and Netherlands, so that's how cool they are. But go ahead. <laughs> Although those guys are selling out too. But go ahead. They got some ground issues in there. Okay, sorry, yeah, I'm sticking for Argentina. Sorry, I'm not sticking up for that crap down there either. <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, we'll see what Sergio Desk can do at um, sorry, Desk can do at Barcelona. I don't. I think they're basically having Sergio Roberto at right back right now. Can I read you, you this? Huh? Can I read you this? October first, no. Desk agreed to sign to Barcelona for an initial 21 million euro fee plus 5 million euros in variables. He signed a five-year contract with the club with the buyout clause set to 400 million euros. Stop it. <laughs> buyout clauses are capped, by the way. Yeah, well, it's, what's Neymar? It's like 1 billion or some crap? Yeah, it's like, stop it. Um, anyway, um, I was going to talk about some rumors, but they're all ridiculous right now. Um, two quick things that I don't want to, like, dwell on. I just want to mention them. Um I don't know if you remember, you remember the um, French football president said that there's no racism in France uh, football. Uh, Patrice Everest said that he's ridiculous and that he needs to like get fired and like basically said like we get so many letters at like the French uh, football academy, like the, what is it, Claire Fontaine or whatever, of like people saying like, so, like sending letters, like so much racist stuff about like all the black players. He's like, you know about that, like stop. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's kind of like a real bar too. Like that's so specific. He's not saying that niece. He's in like at the literally facility. All that y'all get them wild letters because I'm sure 
Because I remember when France won the World Cup, there was some weird reactions there. It was it was not like, oh, yay, everybody. It was like, mm, that's a lot of Africans out there. That's what people were saying. And I'm like, damn, I mean, they're French, but okay. Like, you know, and I would never say anything about people that want to play for other countries. Right. <laughs> um, also, um, San Diego Loyals, uh, USL2, I think, um, owned by Landon Donovan. Uh, there was a player, oh, it's Colin Martin, actually. Some a player on the opposing team apparently made a homophobic remark to him, and the, all, and the team walked off the pitch. Now, oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it all the way a stack. Like, I don't think any football media outlet has talked about LGBTQ issues or, like, homophobia and football more than us. I don't think that that's literally weird the number one and i haven't even read about this yeah we talked about it in 2017 when paul pogba said that it would be okay for a gay player on a team we talked about it in 2018 when colin martin came out and we talked about it last year uh when when mls uh did their lgbtq pride video we talked we did a whole review of that video and the name of the daggone um the name of the episode was comment section because there was so much hate and vitriol in that comment section on that MLS video, Pride video. We we made a podcast, did a review of it, and we talked about how people were acting in that comment section. I actually went back to that comment section earlier. It's still wild and it hasn't oh, yeah it, it, it hasn't gotten of course it hasn't gotten better. Look at the world right now. Of course it didn't get better. And also, um, and also, a hundred more dislikes than likes. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, we've we've been talking about this. Um, shout out to them for doing that walkout. You know, don't, don't, there's no place really for that kind of like apart, not just racism. There's no place for just that in general. Like, the sport isn't about being objectified based upon your race or or, or sexual orientation or your gender or any of that stuff. You know, it's just. We're literally just kicking a damn ball around. Can we just just play this damn sport? Let's kick this damn ball around. And if you want to trash talk, cool. But just keep people's race, sexual orientation, gender, or whatever else. Hell, don't have to do with soccer out of it. Just say he sucks ass. That's fine. Whatever, dude. Like, just. See, see. Cut your whole thing off, dog. Cut your whole thing well, off. You're, you're out of here. <laughs> you're out of here, dog. Anyway, uh, it's unfortunate that happened, but it's really dope that his teammates had his back. Um, when Colin Martin came out initially, he said all of his teammates, I think it was when he was at Minnesota United, he said all his teammates had his back. Um, he brought his boyfriend to like some uh, thing they did as, with the team, and it was all good. You and I talked about um, like what would be the best um, league for somebody to be like an openly gay player. We definitely agreed as MLS. We were like, please don't do that in Italy. Please don't do that in Spain. Please don't do that in England. Please don't. Don't do that in Italy, please. <laughs> don't do that. Oh, you know where else don't do it? You know where else? You know where else? Huh? Mexico. No, no. You know. Where? Yeah, look at look at look in the look at look in the mirror. <laughs> America? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's getting to play for America, Portugal, Caesar, Caesar. How how turned up you think it would be in Brazil if there was an openly gay player? 
they'll do like to pretend like it's all good, but I'm telling you right now, the matches will be rough. Like, they might pretend like it's all good. Like, oh, it'll be some Global Sports update. It'll be like, talk about it. Commentators say it's all good. But let me tell you something right now, dog. In that crowd, it's going to be mean as hell. <laughs> all and, I can tell you, those people are going to be mean. <laughs> and the other players, too. Especially the players. But don't don't be playing, though. Like, for example, they were showing, like, players that won trophies, and they showed that, like uh, – um, uh, some some like Danny Alves won a Bahia Cup. My dog. Let me tell you something right now. The worst tournament ever to watch is when they do play them state cups. Lord knows if one of them players had to go play a state cup in Rio. Whoo, God, dog. Some of them Marines you gotta go to. You might not make it out. So Lord knows they find out you're the the, the this proud oh, first openly gay player in in, in Serie A Brazil. <sighs> oh, what, what if you're playing Serie D with Victoria? First of all, it's Siri B. Watch your mouth, okay? We're not in D, okay? Watch your mouth. Uh, Bahia got rid of their black coats. So I don't care about Bahia no more anyways. Oh, got some big yeah. fat dude. They got ugly jerseys anyway. Um, Them jerseys are really horrible. They got okay. better ones this year, though. Okay, Caesar, you want to do – you want to talk about the debate for, like, less than five minutes? Please, not for a long time. Well, I mean, I want to hear – I want to hear your thoughts. Um, you want my honest opinion? No, I want your lie opinion. Okay. Well, my lie opinion, I think it went <laughs> great. I thought it was a good time. Um, I just, you know, damn, you're going to, near. I got to come over. Your shit's popping. <laughs> so, you're I'll mute it. I'll mute it. I'll mute it. No, I'm playing. I can't hear it. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, that was probably the first debate where, like, I've, like, watched, like, someone, like, I don't know. I just felt different to see him, like, Donald Trump. Uh, answer things and like legit see the hate in it. It's really weird. Like I can't really explain it. Like it was like I sensed this like really gross energy when he was talking, and I was just like, it was like one of the big moments for me where I was like, I sat and the debate finished, and I remember like when it was over and I was watching you guys on Twitch talk, and I was like, man, it really sucks. I live in this country. That's what I was like thinking to myself. Like it really sucks. I live in this damn country. Like that's all I could think about. Like. This is like just stupid. It's gross, and it's like I can't believe I feel like this after watching this debate. And then I go and like read posts. I'm like, holy crap, man! Like, oh my god! It just like last night was my closest point of deleting social media. I was I was like at that point because there's just no way that like you can look at somebody because everybody always likes to dig at Obama. Like something this man was a president damn near four years ago. And it's like they're making digs about what Obama did. And, you know, he's still being brought up on this debate, too, which is hilarious. I'm like, damn, Obama should be like, I live rent-free in your brain still. Uh, um, talking about Obama, I'm like, dog, if they ever said to Obama, oh, hey, like, um, when they questioned him about his, like, where he's born, and if he came back and was just like, yeah, you know, uh, I want Black Lives Matter protesters to go to every single poll booth and, and stand right there and and uh, and uh, make sure no funny business is going on with those those Republican people. I, dog, I would be like, bam, we can't get out of the house this week. I think we should just chill. I'm not going. I'm not leaving my crib. I'm just gonna play video games like hardcore. I'm not leaving the crib. You know, it, it'd be really bad. And him, he's a prime example of it's not a it's not a two way street. You know, it's a one way street. And I will say this, 
I think that this, my reaction to it, I kind of said it in the comment section, it just, be, it's become played out now. And, you know, like even for some of the articles I read, some Republicans are like, it, it looks good when it's fresh, but when it's, you've seen these behavior for four years and then this is, we're just going to, our tactic is to just be this flint, crazy turned up guy again. I think it just kind of like, it's a little exhausting. I think it's just like a little much, you know, at some point people want to be like, Hey man, like, okay, but what you really want to do though? Like he talks a lot about what he's done, but he never talks about what he's going to do. And you know, I, I, that's how I, I tried to put myself in the foot of a Republican and she was a Republican. And I was just like, man, it just like, to me, it seems like it's, it's fun. If it's like, he's first coming in, he's just, Ramboing all the all the competition at those at those Republican debates, yeah, it's 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 something new. It was different. It was turnt. It was wild. You know, he's making all his dudes look dumb as hell. Um, but then, like now, where we're at now, it's like okay, like the guys at you're digging people. You're like the one that really hurt me was like you're digging the guy's son who had a drug addiction. Like, homie, like I don't know what you think America is, and especially you, the last one to talk. Everybody, no matter how rich or how poor you are, got somebody in their family or themselves got a drug addiction or drug problem. Everybody, whether it's coke or crack or weed or whatever, or shrooms or whatever the hell, it's it's rampant in America regardless. And not including me, maybe. But, like, I'm not American, according to Bam. So um, me and Sergio Dess is definitely out of town. We're, de- we're South Americans. Me and Sergio Dess are South Americans. Um, Terginio, sorry. Um, Desk. Uh, so uh, it's just... You know, you're digging at people's like you're taking per, like the, the the debate is about being a president. You're taking personal personal attacks, attacking the guys like kid. Um, you know, he was trying to Biden should have really went hard. The moment for me when he was talking about like Biden was talking about being like in the military, he should have been like, oh, "My son's not a loser." He should have been like, "Yeah, remember when you called made fun of McCain? That man is dead, dude, and you made fun of McCain for being a POW. Are you kidding me?" So. You know, it's like if Biden was like any more young and, and fresher, he could have been going off. You know, if if he was like AOC or somebody, he could have been just ripping him. Like that's what I kept thinking of. I imagine all these people that could have been in that chair, how much harder they could have went. Like it's crazy. Like Bernie would have been dismantling this dude. Uh, even AOC was not even of age. If she was there, she would have been clipping the hell out of him because he was look. It was looking very like it was looking very like boomer. Like when they were talking about the 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 green deal i'm like did this guy just say little computers in the car to make the gas go faster i'm like how out of touch with humanity are you like have you never been in you probably never sat in a priest in your life like you don't know what hybrids are you don't know what the country has because you live on this this wealthy pedestal so you don't understand the people and you know and, and 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 biden his closest thing to relate to us is talking about being a suburbs in the fifties, bullshit. It's something compared to to Trump, who's never even had, never even driven through a suburb. It's a whole different story. He said, he said, you wouldn't know a suburb unless you made a wrong turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was like, I'm like, damn, you've been hanging out with Obama, anyway. So <laughs> okay, yeah. well, Caesar, Caesar, yo ass over here, uh, knowing the age to be a president. Yeah. What, what's up with you? No, I, I, I remember the only reason I remember that I remember like, cause, uh, um, Kennedy was like the youngest president ever, right? He was like 40, is it 44 or something to be president or 41? Oh, to be president, I think it's 35. Is it 35? I thought it was 40. 
Well, whatever way, though, regardless you, of the point, yeah, I know she's too young for it right now. And I'm trying to be smart. I'm gonna say like I'm looking for towards that, whatever. But like the reaction to the debate is like it just seemed like hate filled. It was gross. It was a lot of bickering. It was exhausting. I wish they had two breaks. Like if it's an hour show, give us a break at the fifteen and the forty five or something at least. Like these are old men too. They're gonna get out of breath. They're gonna they're not gonna make it to the whole damn campaign doing this. So you know it's it's. And the thing is, is when this happens, the only result is that either people are turned away from wanting to vote because they're like, this is gross. Like, I don't want to be around this. Like, this is a mess. It makes both parties look gross, too, because of Trump's Trump's antics makes both parties look bad. Like, he makes the system, which is already garbage, look even worse because, like, he, he, he actively doesn't care about the 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 system he doesn't believe in 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 a proper speech and debate he's never taken a speech and debate course clearly he doesn't know how the rules work he doesn't believe in rules he doesn't believe in a system so the same fact that he can call people off of breaking rules i'm like dog you're this is literally you're not even listening to a damn moderator on tv like you don't care so it was just tough and the reactions are probably the worst part for me than everything it's like makes you just not want to be in social media at all honestly i didn't i haven't really looked or like listened much to people's responses. I listened to Tom Hartman and another podcast. I listened to um, Straight White American Jesus. I listened to that guy. Um, um, but uh, I, uh, I will say that, like, I think the resounding, I mean, obviously, other than, other than if you're some hardcore Trumpster, there's literally nothing he could do. Like, he could literally do anything. Like, he could he could run into a, 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 a farmer's market, run over 40 people, and they'd still think it's all good. Um, he can literally do no wrong with them. But I think with like just people with active, active brains and like actual judgment and reasoning, I think, and I'm talking about people that are Republican too. Like we have people that we know they're Republican and like, if like, like, I mean, I'm not going to call them out, but people have been my neighbors for a long time. Like there's family members. I know they're Republican. Um, I think that even they watched that and like, they were like, mm, like dog, like it's a little much like you, this guy's literally acting like a child, like the overall reaction that Biden handled himself better because you're always going to look worse being an aggro bully and like you're and you start attacking someone's like family, like the kids there, like like Biden could have did that, too. And he kind of he really didn't like he could have really went in on some of your family dog. And he did, you know, he just kept defending. So that's going to look bad because America does genuinely like underdogs. Like it's just in the tone of America. So. Biden kind of looked like an underdog there, and it looked kind of good for him. Yeah, I mean, I thought the best moment really, and like the moment that touched me is when he talked about his son overcoming uh, drug addiction, and he said he's proud of him. Um, And I thought that Biden did a good job, like, taking a few times to, like, speak to the people. And what's his name? Um, Like, Trump never did that. It was just a complete madness, just, you know... I don't want to like get back into like how I felt when I was watching it because it was very exhausting and just like uh, just the most cringe anxiety thing ever. But it it showed a lot of like, yeah, I can't even imagine somebody who can say that they're a Trump supporter after that. Like, I don't even think like you're just a slave, just a mental slave. And, like, you want him to be your dad. Like, that's your daddy. And you don't have any real, like, political opinions or, like, an ideology. 
you just look at him as daddy and that, like, I, I, I couldn't agree more and that's why like i don't ever really retweet like a bunch of political stuff on instagram but like but you know the age for the president's though yeah that one i'm gonna retweet a bar but um <laughs> like i was looking i was like is it possible for me to get in no nah, but um <laughs> I might have to fake a couple papers. Say I'm born in Long Beach. I'm down. Um, uh, born in Fresno. Uh, it, it, it's just. It, I think for me, like that debate to me was my final like vet process, like my vetting process. If you in the past, if like you want to support Trump, whatever, dude. I'm just gonna mute you. But if you watch that debate, and you felt like this is the man you want to lead you, and your mindset or kind of your corny non-aggressive comeback is like oh well you know all all uh politicians are bad and biden's not much better yeah doc for sure like for sure homie you're right but first of all don't act like you're that dude where you're trying to change the system because you're not like anybody that says that is not really out here because you'd be you'd be alternate you'd be green party you'd be switching up and being something else all right you wouldn't be voting for these two like all these people that say that, I'm like, you're not, you're still voting red or blue. So why are you front like you're somebody that's like a, a game changer? You're not, you're not voting independent. You're not looking, you're not looking at the freedom. What is the peace and freedom party? You don't care about them. So I don't want to hear that comeback. I really don't like, so the thing is me, is like, if, the, if you watch that debate and you thought that like, Oh, like, you know, I'm, I, Trump is really owning him or like, man, like Biden looks like an old slow fool or like this and this. I'm like, dog, literally, I literally, those people, I literally unfollowed and just, I just left. You're out of my life now. You're done. Like, I just had to eliminate. I, I don't want to be around that. It already disgusts me that this man is, like, literally the president of the country I live in. Not my president. He's the president of the country I live in. It's disgusting. It's embarrassing. And in my home country, it's the same garbage, too. So there's only so much I can take as a person. At least I used to pretend like Brazil is my refuge place. Lord Jesus, this is worse down there. So, Hit, hit, like, I'm not going to sit here and accept someone that, you know, doesn't condemn white supremacist groups. I've never seen that on live TV where the dude is fumbling, dog. I've never seen someone fumble on that. Like, even if you're a liar, you'd lie on that one. Like, even if he was trying to front, you would do it. Caesar, I, you know what it would have been, like, even though it would be cap, but, like, he, he's, like, he couldn't even do this. Will you condemn white supremacist groups? Of course I will. My son-in-law is Jewish. Of course I will. Like, I, I remember, I remember um, after Charlottesville, like during the Charlottesville thing, I think Vice was out there talking to some of the um, KKK and all them people. And they were like, oh, do you like Trump? To, to, to one of these guys. They're like, oh, do you like Trump? He's like, eh, like, He's cool, but like I can't believe he gave his uh, beautiful Aryan daughter to that Jew. Like that's how those people think. Yeah. So it's like, dude, you had the opportunity to even like use that, but he's literally he's not human. Like a human being has some level of empathy. Like human beings aren't like birds and like eat their babies. You know what I mean? Like, like. A human being has like some self level of empathy and he has zero, zero. like completely self-centered, like, like, uh, I feel like a narcissist is too kind. Like it's, it's a malignant, uh, 
cancerous narcissism. <laughs> like Kanye's a narcissist, but Kanye probably loves a couple people. I know I know Kanye can like hold this kid and tear up a little bit. I know he can do that. I know he has I know he, he I know that Kanye gets around him and is like, whoa, this guy's dark. <laughs> like I know he can think that because there's no way you can go about living and breathing this life and like the things he said, like Americans is just like nonchalantly throwing away 180k deaths. Like when you say that, you're so far removed from humanity and people that like I can't ever ride with somebody that supports that. Like, and those were two big points for me. Like the supremacist thing was disgusting to me. The, especially like, I'm like, dog, I know we hear people say it all the time, but like, this was an example. Like here was a fundamental example. And I was like, and when it was, the question was being asked, I was like, this is just an easy, like, I, even if you told Chris Wall, shut the hell up. Next question. I'd have been like, okay. Like at least like the he made it seem ridiculous. My guy, you fumble on that question? That's the question you, you, you trip on your own feet? Come on. Like, I don't wanna I don't wanna see that. I don't wanna see that, man. That hurts my feelings. I it makes me angry. I don't wanna see that. I'm so happy I wasn't on Twitch with y'all. That one when he like did the, the attacking the co the kid, uh, his kid have doing cocaine addiction and like keep ripping on him about this and I'm like dog, like it just it's 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 just, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot. And before in the past, my approach to it was, it's a lot, let me step away. And I think that's the horrible answer. It's a horrible response now. Because when we all were annoyed and stepped away, he got to stay. So like now it's like, it's horrible. So I'm gonna do what I can to make sure I'm not the reason it happens again. You know, like I'm gonna go drop that ballot off in hand. I don't care how many people you have in red hats. I'm gonna walk right up, skipping and smiling, and I'm gonna park that joint. I might become blasting my music too. I might have to just really ramp it up that day. I don't really care. I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna drop it off right there, and I'm gonna go, woo! I'm gonna walk off, that's what I'm gonna do. So it's, it's the approach needs to be, this is disgusting, I wanna get rid of it. It's not like, oh, here's a stain on the ground, it'll clean itself. I gotta clean this shit up, it's, it's disgusting. I gotta be part of it, I at least gotta be part of it. Well, we got a brand new season. I'm happy to hear that. He's first time in his life taking accountability, maybe because it's something that's not actually personal. I'm joking. Uh, anyway, it's cute. You had, you had to get that off. You had to get that off. I could tell you needed to get that off, but you're this done now. A couple days. You're, you're done now, sir. <laughs> I'm done. That's my energy for the year. Until next debate. <laughs> Episode 172, We Made a Podcast. Yes, here We Made a Podcast. We talk about whatever the hell we want. Um, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hop on Medium, writing a few short, short, you know what I mean, articles about different things. I feel like I haven't been wrong yet. Um, Griezmann and Odegaard are whack. But um, yeah, make sure that you, oh, maybe write something about how boring these Champions League groups are. Uh, make sure you subscribe to everywhere and make sure you holler and get involved.